Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm a very experienced and certified Law of Attraction Life Coach. So if there is something you really want to attract into your life, or maybe there's certain areas of your life that you want to improve, or maybe you're going through a hard time, consider having some wonderful coaching sessions because it's super, super helpful. And before we get back into reading, excuse me, your life is waiting. I just want to thank all of you who are listening from the United States and all over the world, because I've gotten some email from listeners in Germany and Denmark and other countries. And it's just wonderful that we're all interested in the law of attraction and we're all resonate with it because it's so powerful and there's no reason not to be living a happy life and a life filled with everything you want. Before I get into reading, I just want to share a story. The other day, I was getting my phone fixed, and a lady walked in, and I could tell when she walked in, she was very low vibration. You you could just see it on her. And she said to the guy, where's my phone? Is my phone ready yet? Like in a very low vibration tone. And he went to get it, and he said, well, there was a problem with it. It turns out, some of it's broken and she didn't know it was broken. So she immediately said, Oh, you broke my phone. You broke my phone. And she went into this whole tirade with threats and I'm going to call the manager and all kinds of, wow, anger, low vibration, low vibration. And I was sitting there watching this and I thought to myself, I bet the same result is going to happen for her, whether she was totally calm or in this way where she was like screaming and being in anger. And that's exactly what happened. In the end, she had to call the insurance she had and tell them what happened and see if they would pay for it. And she walked out and she said to me, you know, like, don't bring your phone here. The service is horrible. You know, very, (laughs) and I really wanted to hand her my card and just let her know, like, you could have come in here totally calm and saved yourself from getting angry and taking on all that resistance. But instead, you know, she just doesn't know. That's the thing. She probably doesn't even know or is aware that there's another way to be. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you and, you know, ask yourself, am I, am I getting angry and irritated at things that aren't necessary to do that? You know, I could be totally calm and high vibration and just experience life in a better way. So that's what I wish for her (laughs) and anybody else who has that kind of attitude where everything's wrong and I have to yell and be angry in order to get things to happen because that's so not true. It's the opposite. So anyway, I'm going to continue reading from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And this little section is called What's Wrong is Never Right. There is truly no sense in staying away from doctors if your beliefs say doctors work. While I've turned the health and shape of my body around dramatically, I know what my mind will and will not allow right now. So I still make an occasional visit to the doctor or even the dentist. But think about it for a minute. What are doctors trained to do? Heal you? Sure, that's the objective. As soon as they find out what's wrong with you, what's wrong is their business, their reason for being. Yes, they want to help, But if they don't find something wrong, how can they help you? Since what's wrong is what they're looking for, 
and what you expect them to find, that is precisely what they and you are going to attract, something that is wrong. Haven't you noticed that with doctors, we're either on the verge of getting something or we've got one foot in the grave? We're either precancerous or having a chance. I'm not knocking those in the medical profession. They're a grand and commendable group just now beginning to understand the process of wellness. But we don't have to join them in attracting any more of what we want to get rid of, and we certainly don't have to visit them in fear with closed valves. If you've been told you're in some sort of precondition and it's scaring the pants off you, slow down and take a look at what you're creating. You've closed your valve by becoming fearful. You're magnetizing negativity, and you are now headed straight toward the inevitable fulfillment of the doctor's verdict. Every doctor on the face of this planet knows that illness soars once the diagnosis is given. Imagine that. By all means, go to your doctor, but watch your reactions, your fears, your beliefs, your denial, which means watch your valve. Set the so-called incurable rate aside, along with any other gruesome statistics about the disease. This way you can employ your doctor as a means to the end of your desire, rather than as a cause for any further fear. And that's the end of that little section. And that's a very interesting awareness, you know, not to give a doctor the power over whether you can be well or not. You know, it's a great reminder that doctors are wonderful. They can definitely, of course, help us when we need their help. But at the same time, there's so many stories of doctors telling people that what they have isn't curable, and then the person cures themselves, and so on and so on. So it's just a great awareness, even with some kind of diagnosis. Just be very, very aware of what you're telling yourself so you can get yourself to healing, so you can live in hope instead of fear. And the next section is called Death is a Joke. We've been talking a lot about the pure positive energy that creates worlds, the energy to which we are always connected but rarely open. Since our body is an extension of that primal force of life, why do we die? Let's say you're an actor. You get on stage, you put on a costume, and experience the fun of being a character in the play. When you're done, you put the costume and character aside, but you're still you. Same thing with your expanded self. It's here playing around in a body for the sheer experience of it all, for the learning, for the fun. When it tires of this, it will do something else, but it won't go out like a candle. It can't. It's pure energy, and you can't snuff out energy. Ah, but even though energy can't be squelched, our negative vibrations most surely can squelch physical cells, a practice we seem to sanction with an appalling vitality. Focus with fear on a condition in the body we don't want, and our link to the greater energy we truly are becomes so drastically diminished, so constrained, the cells begin to shrivel from lack of life energy. The body is then reduced to bare survival conditions, ultimately dying from the relentless suffocation of its cells. But only the body dies, not the life force that you are. In that state of suffocation, 
The poor cells, which must have a constant supply of life force, are now compelled to respond differently to the negative vibrations seething throughout the body. Since their own well-being has been compromised through lack of that critical energy, they have no alternative but to allow dis-ease to take over. If disallowance of the life force continue, the cells can no longer reproduce themselves. At that point, they cease their physical existence and simply recycle back into the pure positive energy of well-being from which they came. And so do you. We call it death, but the only thing that ceases to exist is your physical form, not you. Scientists already know that the body can live far longer than it does now, like centuries. Yet these incredible instruments we take for granted aren't going to keep running without gas. So if someone is no longer excited about their life and the energy stops flowing through them, what we call death is the result, but only to the body, not to you. It's not the tainted smoke from the cigarettes that kill you, it's the disallowance of life through the lifeline. It's not the heart attack that kills you, it's the disallowance of life that caused the attack in the first place. Let that life force pour steadily and freely through you, unrestrained and unrestricted, and you should drink cyanide every day for breakfast without even getting the hiccups. So isn't it interesting that the biggest fear we continue to vibrate and then stuff away to vibrate even stronger is the fear we have of death. Fearing death is a deplorable, learned response we picked up long ago from a bunch of power-hungry fanatics, religious and otherwise, who wanted to play the game of let's control the masses. And they did, brilliantly. Get a bunch of people to fear something like death, and you've got them right where you want them, under your oppressive thumb. That's how all the stupid rumors about devils and evil and hell and some big judge in the sky got started by using fear as a mechanism of control. But since energy can't die, and all of us are most assuredly energy-based, fearing death is nothing but a monumental waste of time that evokes nothing but more negative energy. The sad thing is, we've been so cleverly taught to fear death, we've totally forgotten how to live. However, if you decide to change costumes, what happens is nothing more than a withdrawal from being physical, a disconnection from the body. The you that you are never quits. That part of you is forever and ever connected to eternal conscious awareness. You. So what we erroneously call death is just a shift of focus, a bipping from one frequency to another. Will you ever be John Doe again? No. And would you want to be? But you don't cease to exist. You can't. You are the ongoing energy of life scampering around down here right now on this particular playground. You are the pure positive energy of well-being and you cannot kill energy. The importance of putting this fear to rest is no small thing because even if we get all of our other don't wants switched to wants, but then leave that one scary thorn in our side called death, we still have a fear vibration affecting everything, along with a mighty uphill climb to enjoyable health. The easier way is to stop 
fearing this atrocious man-made myth and concentrate with everything we have on raising our frequencies to that greater part of ourselves, which is the very essence of all that is. Then we'd have all the heaven we could handle right here in our own little world, the way it was meant to be. And that's the end of that section. And again, it's very interesting. I mean, we all have our beliefs about death, and everyone has different ideas. But underneath all the things that she said was not to fear death, because obviously we don't want to be in a fear vibration. So that's a very, very good point. And it's interesting, I heard the actress Betty White, I think now she is, I don't know, 97 or 98. And the interviewer had asked her, do you fear death? And she said, no. She goes, I have never feared death. She goes, my mother always taught me that death is nothing to fear and nothing to worry about. And since childhood, she said she just never had a fear of death and still doesn't. And I know that's why she's living such a long, healthy, happy life. Because she has no fear of it, no resistance of it. And that kind of ties into what the chapter was talking about. And these two sections that I read today about sickness and about death are very interesting and possibly a new way of thinking about sickness and a new way of thinking about death. So take that into consideration and do your best to keep yourself in a high vibration because the higher vibration we keep ourselves, the more high vibration circumstances and experiences we're attracting. Thanks again for listening and you can go to lifecoachdavid.com if you're considering Law of Attraction coaching. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And as I always say, have a high vibration day.